On Point with Craig's Investment Partners. The information provided here is general in nature. It's not financial advice. It doesn't take into account your financial situation, objectives, goals, or risk tolerance. All investments are subject to risks and none are guaranteed. So before you make any investment decisions, we recommend you contact an investment advisor. For more information about our services in that regard, you can go to our website, which is craigsip.com. Welcome to On Point. I'm Mark Lister, Investment Director at Craig's Investment Partners, and I'll be talking about a range of topics, including economics, portfolio strategy, investor education, and anything else that's happening out there in financial markets. Okay, look, I wanted to talk about inflation today, and I know we've had two important inflation reports out this week, one in the US, one here in New Zealand. I'm not going to talk about what those looked like. We'll cover those um, at, at another time, um, probably next week when I talk about sort of the, the market news and, and what's been happening out there. But I wanted to wanted to step back and talk um, about inflation in a bigger picture sense because I'm conscious that uh, not everyone understands as much as they should or at least acknowledges uh, the impacts of inflation on their investments and we don't all appreciate the difference between nominal returns and real returns. So that's what I want to talk about today. Uh, what are nominal returns? What are real returns? What should you be focusing on and why it's important? So I guess I guess what's what's made this topic sort of front of mind for me is that money in the bank is offering a much better return than we've seen in years. So term deposits um, back over 5%, you know, six-month TD rate, uh, the one-year TD rate, um, starting with a 5, and that's the highest we've seen since 2008, 15 years ago. So on the face of it, that looks like a fantastic return, and there's a lot of talk out there about uh, how that is wonderful for savers. And I guess in a way it is, um, but it's not quite that simple. Uh, because in some ways, savers aren't a whole lot better off than they were back when deposit rates were less than 1%. You know, you go back two or three years and uh, the term deposit rate was was sort of 0.8%. That was as low as it got during the very low interest rate period uh, of the COVID years. So while 5% plus is a lot better than sub 1%, uh, there is a bit more to it than that. And I know that sounds weird to say that, you know, at 5% plus, it's it's not a whole lot better than 1%, but you need to understand those differences between nominal returns and real returns. So if you think about investing your money or money full stop, you know, what's the usefulness of money? It's, it's only useful if you can swap it for the things that you need or want. You know, if you can't use it to buy a cup of coffee, pay the rent, um, you know, buy a new phone, you know, get the healthcare services that you need, whatever. If you can't swap it for goods or services, it's pretty much pointless. So when you're investing your money and when you're um, thinking about what to do with it for the future, what you're really trying to do is maintain its purchasing power or, or grow its purchasing power. You know, that's that's the whole point of investing is to protect that capital, make sure it um, retains its purchasing power and, and hopefully grows. And working against you in the background is inflation because obviously as prices rise, 
each dollar doesn't go quite as far as it did before, does it? So you need to make sure that your capital grows by at least the rate of inflation just to stand still. And if you look back to, you know, the last year or two here in New Zealand, inflation's been sort of oscillating around that 7%-ish rate. So, you know, if, if you started, you know, last year, beginning of 2022, and you'd had a $100 note in the wallet, uh, and you left it there, by the end of that year, by the end of that 12 months, because inflation was sort of, you know, just, just above 7%, that $100 was really only worth $93, $94. You know, it only had the purchasing power, it had less purchasing power than it had at the start of that year because everything had gone up in price. So uh, you're actually going backwards uh, just by sitting on that $100 note unless you've found a way to make that $100 note turn into, you know, $107 odd dollars. Um, you know, you, you you have literally found yourself underwater in terms of your investment. So the nominal return is is sort of what you're getting on the face of it. You know, if you sign up for a one-year term deposit today to put your money aside for 12 months, and I looked at um, on the website of my bank, um, and they're advertising a rate of 5.7%. Yep, I know if you, you know, talk nicely to the bank manager, then you might get a little bit more than that. But that's the carded rate, 5.7%. So that's that's the nominal return you'll get. That's sort of what you get on the face of it. However, the real return, and we sort of say the word real in inverted commas, uh, the real return is is once you've adjusted that for inflation. And, and that's not going to be 5.7%, is it? Um, because if I put that money, my my money in a term deposit today, and I get that 5.7% over the next 12 months, we don't know exactly what inflation is going to be over that period, but the Reserve Bank is forecasting inflation over the coming 12 months to be about 4.2%. So you know, it's lower than it is now, but it's still higher than they'd like it to be. But you know, for argument's sake, let's just say that's right. So the real return I'm getting on that investment or that deposit is not 5.7%, but 1.5% because I've got to take off the 4.2 because that's that's really just, I've got to earn 4.2 just to stand still. So, you know, the real return is actually what I've earned in excess of that inflation rate of 5.2. So I've only earned 1.5%. So it doesn't sound nearly as good, does it? And to make matters worse, you've got to pay tax on that income too. You know, you get you know you get the income from your term deposit, and that's all taxable because it's income, just like wages or salary. So, uh, if you're on a personal tax rate of thirty percent, uh, then that five point seven before you even think about inflation, that falls to four four point zero, uh, and that's not quite as high as four point two, which is that inflation rate that the Reserve Bank is expecting to um, to be in place over that period. So. The truth is your real return is actually slightly negative now. So quite depressing, isn't it? We've got the best deposit rates in 15 years and savers in many cases are still going to be going backwards. Really important that people understand that relationship between nominal returns and real returns. That what matters most is the real return. It's the return you're getting after inflation, not what you're getting on the face of it. And um, 
those real returns from term deposits have been below zero for you know the best part of the last three years, and um, they've been the lowest we've seen in about four decades. So it's been a really difficult time, and people need to understand the impact that inflation can have on their savings, particularly over the long term. So you need to get your head around those differences, nominal returns versus real returns. And I think a lot of older New Zealanders know this um, because anyone who remembers the 70s and the 1980s, you know, I'm preaching to the converted here because inflation averaged almost 12% over those two decades. Inflation was incredibly high, particularly the 1970s. That was a terrible period for investors. Shares, cash, bonds, all failed to keep pace with inflation. You know, they all went up in nominal terms, but not as much as inflation did. So, you know, you're actually underwater in real terms. House prices held their own, but they didn't beat inflation either. So they sort of went sideways, which is good. You know, you haven't lost money, but you haven't, haven't made money either. Um, and you probably had to maintain that house or pay rates or, you know, pay insurance or whatever. So, you know, when you consider those costs, you would have been backwards as well. So the only good investments back over that period uh, for that decade were commodities and farmland, which is, you know, often the case during a period of very high inflation. But, um, you know, the point that I'm trying to make is the 70s and 80s, very high inflation, and people had this very, people that were around over that time have this great awareness of how bad inflation is, and uh, they worry about it a lot. And I think in contrast, uh, younger people, um, and when I say younger people, I'm talking about pretty much anyone under 50. Uh, anyone under 50, they don't worry so much about inflation because uh, in, since 1990, uh, annual inflation in New Zealand has averaged about 2%, you know, from 1990 to 2020, before this little spike we've seen in the last two years. Uh, so for that 30-year period, which is pretty much the whole adult life of those of us that are under 50, we just haven't seen high inflation. So the concept of focusing on real returns hasn't really been that important because when inflation is only 1% or 2% or even 3%, you know, it's not front of mind. It's when inflation gets to 4, 5, 7, 8 or double digits like it was in the 70s and 80s, that's when it really starts to hit home. Geez, unless I'm earning more than that, I'm actually falling behind so it's it's something it's a concept that i think people aren't thinking about enough because many of us um just haven't seen a period like the one where we've found ourselves in now and even then even at low levels inflation can do a whole lot of damage to your wealth an inflation rate of just three percent and you know, the central banks would love to have an inflation rate of 3% at the moment. Uh, but even at 3%, which is pretty benign, you know, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a big issue. But even over even over just 10 years, only a decade, um, that, that inflation rate will still reduce your purchasing power and the value of your capital, you know, reduce the value of your money by more than 25% over that 10-year period. So, you know, if you're talking more than 10 years, the numbers get even uglier, and if you're talking more than 3%, the numbers get uglier too. But even at low levels, you've really got to have this awareness of um, real returns versus nominal returns and understand the need for putting your money to work in such a way uh, where it will beat inflation over, long, over the long term. Inflation really is the enemy. And over the last 50 years, New Zealand's annual inflation rates averaged about 5.6%, you know, obviously dragged higher by the 70s and 80s, and then it was sort of 
down through the 1990s right up to 2020. In contrast, you've seen growth SX like shares and houses both increase by more than that over that whole 50-year period. So New Zealand shares have done just shy of 10% over that period, 9.6% per annum to be precise. House prices, 8.8%. Um, I'm not including rent in the house prices, um, so that maybe pushes that up a little bit, but I'm also not including um, maintenance rates, insurance, all the costs that go with home ownership or having to maintain properties, so maybe one offsets the other. Um, but Anyway, the point is those two asset classes, and it'll be the same for, for farms or businesses or other growth assets, they've been able to beat inflation and deliver positive real returns. So I suppose what I'm hoping people will understand is not only that concept um, of nominal returns, real returns, the fact that inflation can decimate your wealth, even over short periods of time and even over... Uh, even at quite low rates, you know, it's just sitting there in the background chipping away and it all does add up. And what that means is when we're thinking about what to do with our money, I know at a time like this or at any time, you know, particularly when you've got interest rates, then on the face of it look half decent. Sitting in cash, put, putting your money in term deposits seems like a good, safe, sensible option. And it is over short time frames, you know, over the short, short term, at certain periods, like now, cash and deposits, probably a good option because, you know, money in the bank, your term deposits, that's not going to fall in value. And at the moment, you've got shares that, um, at least last year, were falling in value. They've rebounded over the last sort of nine months or so, but they, they fell in value last year and they've still got a bit of a murky um, period ahead uh, where there's, you know, a challenging outlook. House prices continue to fall. You know, they're down sort of 16-odd percent from, from the peak and there, there's, there's in all likelihood a little bit more weakness to come and bonds have had a rough ride too. So all of those sorts of assets have been volatile uh, cash and deposits have been safe and stable. So that might be the case for a little bit longer yet. Um, so I'm not saying cash and deposits are, are a bad option. I'm just saying don't get too comfortable and don't stay too long. You know, they can be a useful tool to ride out periods of volatility and to have that liquidity on tap um, during uncertain periods, but over any long-term horizon and, you know, even basically five years or beyond, you you need to have an exposure to assets that are, that are going to deliver positive real returns because they can grow more than the inflation rate. So you know, houses tend to grow more the inflation than the inflation rate because you you know you can put the rent up sort of roughly in line with inflation and that sort of drives the capital return in behind and shares. Uh, well, shares are really just parts of businesses and good businesses will be able to uh, come up with new products, enter new markets, improve their margins, uh, get bigger basically and uh, grow their earnings and therefore their dividends and therefore their share price uh, in exactly the same way. So those sorts of assets are the ones that will protect you inflation, against inflation over the long term, even though they can be volatile and, and can underperform. Um, in the short term like they did in the 1970s. So that, that, that's really it. Um, uh, I wrote a piece about this, uh, which you can talk to one of our advisors and get a hold of, and it's got some really interesting stats and data. Um, I might record another one of these. Inflation is such a big topic. You know, we could, we could talk forever about it. The 1970s was a really interesting period. That's worth sort of zoning in on, just talking about why it was such a unique period, why inflation was high, 
why most things underperformed and you know just addressing the question of whether that's something we might see again i don't think we are heading for another period like that but you know you always always pays to keep these sorts of risks in mind but just for today it's it's really just a matter of trying to help people understand nominal returns versus real returns uh, trying to get people thinking about the impact of inflation on their savings and their wealth even at low levels and just to make you aware that cash and term deposits might look fantastic at the moment because they're they're offering better yields than they have in a decade and a half uh, and they are safe in a short-term sense but they are not a long-term plan uh, and there's every chance that you will still find yourself with negative real returns over the next year or two depending on how that inflationary backdrop develops and um, depending on sort of uh, the tax rate you're on so uh, that's all for today. Hope that was useful. Um, as always, if you have any questions, feed them through to a Craig's advisor and um, we'd be more than happy to talk about your situation uh, and give you some options if something in this podcast has hit a nerve and made you think about whether you're doing the right thing. So thank you for listening. For more insights, visit craigsip.com.